Hey, Red. What's up, Oban? <laughs> Do you know that uh, if you want to support us more, they can go to our Patreon? Yeah. They get Discord community, Ask Madam Red Anything, and a bonus episode. Mm, and I also hear sometimes there's like a little bit of extra sexy content that comes in once in a while. Absolutely. Sometimes I appear naked. Mm, where should they go? They should go to truenorthdom.com under our support us into our Patreon. Love it. You are now listening to the True North Dom podcast. A discussion of all things kink, fetish, diaz, and sexual curiosities. Have your safe word ready, kinky friends, as you join your hosts, Madam Red and Oban. birthday <clears throat> well i know it was your birthday was on <laughs> sunday Aww. how was it it was great i had fun i went to um well i had celebrated my birthday twice the week before i hung out with mm-hmm. a bunch of femdoms and got brutally spanked and flogged <laughs> on holiday <laughs> at the hot springs oh my god i was privy to a few of those photos you sent me some and i had another friend was sending some i um <clears throat> smashed Holy cake cow. in someone's face yes. and then i got on all fours and was fucked by a mechanical fuck machine while everyone <laughs> took turns smashing cake in my face well that sounds like a good birthday by the way i'm oban and i am a host and identify as a submissive I am Daddy Red, and I am a dominatrix and the host of this podcast. The host. The host. (laughs) The dominant host. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I spent my birthday with my kink family out there, my kink tribe out in Vancouver. I hung out with lots of people. I got to meet some new people in the community who we'll have as guests um, coming up soon on the podcast. A latex artist and designer uh, with Sinners and Perv. I also got to meet um, someone who makes BDSM toys and equipment and furniture, which we'll have later down the road. That was great to connect with them. And um, yeah, I hung out with our sponsor, Switch Kitchen, and spent mm-hmm. the weekend filming some really hot we, fucking uh, porn. We just watched uh, the one that you filmed. <laughs> oh my God. First of Gamers all, Gamers Get Pegged. Yeah, first, it's released now. First of all, it was funny. <laughs> Because especially because I kind of know a lot of the people in it, yeah. Um, and of course I know you, so it's it's yeah. funny to kind. of, It's really interesting to watch. It's it, I guess it would be like if you were making your own kind of movies and stuff, right? Like you know, you know the stuff behind it. So you know, like it was really funny and cute uh, to watch it. But second of all, 
it's hot, okay? You know what? <laughs> when you fuck people in the ass, it is, you are fucking hot. I smile babe. and I have fun. First of all, you are having fun. Like, I'm, I'm watching that and I'm like, that, this is not a, I know you're doing a performance, but you're you're in it. You've seen <clears throat> what I look like because I've pegged right. you, so you know yeah. how much I smile and really enjoy you, ass fucking. You are in it. So yeah. uh, anyone that gets the pleasure to uh, watch that will love it. But yeah, uh, yeah no, so that that's awesome. I mean, actually, you've had... We've so this is the first time we've got together in a few weeks because you moved. I've been busy. I've been moving and yeah. filming and yeah. hanging you out. You moved with friends. Uh, to a new place. You got your yep. own place now. Yep. So we're actually uh, in our um, old studio <laughs> <laughs> in Oben's basement. <laughs> yeah, in my bedroom. <laughs> Until I get internet hooked up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna set it up and it's gonna be actually uh, gonna be pretty cool. I'm really happy yeah. we're gonna be set up there. And, yeah. Uh, and this is our fiftieth episode. Oh. Holy shit. We've recorded 50 episodes. I think one of them, I think one of them, you know, we've had a couple uh, fun episodes in between. Like our anniversary is coming up the beginning of May. Can you believe we've been doing yeah. this for a year? Wow. And we've grown tremendously. <clears throat> well, and this is wow. it too. Like I've been thinking about this. Like sometimes you and I, we've talked about this a little bit before. Like we were, um, we have some big plans, and sometimes we get, you know, sometimes we get a little impatient about things we want to do or what? see. What? Me? Impatient? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Right. No way. Never. Never. But, <laughs> exactly. But we haven't even been doing this for a year. No. No. And, and it's neat to see yeah. where we evolved, where we have come now. Yes. Oh, oh. What, 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 and what, I what, also what? did another porn. So Ooh. I got the gamers get pegged porn that we did where yeah, I yeah, pegged yeah. two guys yeah. while they're playing video games. So it's nerdy, entertaining, funny, punny one-liners. Yeah. But I also, it's not released yet, this one, the second one that I filmed, but with mm. Tasha magenta mm-hmm. i filmed a femdom sissy porn with her Ooh, nice. and i'm actually more <clears throat> aggressive and mean which is yeah it's different really yeah but that's in editing stages it's not released yet on my only right. fans but the right. gamers get pegged is released it's out so there. You, you were you've been first of all you've been busy i've been busy fucking assholes <laughs> i've just been chilling out man i had you know, hung out on St. Patty's. Three assholes in one weekend. <laughs> nice. Holy shit! I think that's a record. That's pretty good. Damn. Hey, what is your record for how many people? I've I've fucked six people in one day. What's your record? In one day. Twenty-four hour period. Um, so I've had like the night before I met a partner, then the then like the morning the morning of I had another partner come in. Um, my record's usually like what kind of sex. PV? No, no, no. Because if it's PV, it's like a year apart. Today's episode is sponsored by Switch Kitchen. Raw ingredients, always fresh, 100% orgasmic. Switch Kitchen is your source of premium kink fetish porn made right here in Canada. You can find them at switchkitchen.xyz or on Pornhub, ManyVids, Twitter, and Instagram. Fulfill some of your sexual curiosities. Check them out today. (laughs) Seriously. I know it is. But no, sex is sex as far as we're concerned. Okay. Um, Well, fuck, that would have been the most. But that's work-related. Okay. In personal life? Yeah, what about in personal life? um, I stuck a 
butt plug up <clears throat> Drago's ass right. that we had as a guest doing a scene with him. And then later that night, I fucked my lover at the time, nice. like a short term nice. casual friend. Yeah. That's no, the only time I've done that. though. Yeah. No, I ended it's up usually like, yeah, usually s- not six months apart. <laughs> no, seriously. And then it was and then I, we ended up having a, I ended up meeting up with another partner later that night and then we ended up having a foursome yeah but you're poly too <clears throat> i know i know i'm just i was just asking but you've you, gone to you you've dog to, you dog but you've gone to parties and yeah but i don't really do a lot of sexual stuff it's true i know i'm usually with a regular partner you're like the person that fucks the most that never fucks <laughs> like i've asked you i'm like hey did you get fucked yet and you're like, no, nope. but I fucked everyone's buttholes. But you're having fun. You're fucking. Yeah. That's fucking, yeah. man. I, when it comes to my sex with me, like someone putting a penis inside me mm. or pleasuring me, mm-hmm. I really need a connection on an emotional level with that. But here's, person. yeah, here's something I'm curious about a little bit because it's like, you're, I mean, you were, you were fucking people. And does that mean that you didn't have sex? Maybe. I mean, you were definitely turned on and you were enjoying it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and if someone isn't physically, uh, like, you know, giving you pleasure, so if someone isn't like, you know, like someone isn't eating you out or penetrating you, does that mean that you're not having sex? I guess maybe. But I mean, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's like you're doing sexy things. You are. I guess for me. <sighs> You and I, we know my history, my, yeah, my yes. background with my trauma. I'm just yes. really oh, I know that. particular on who touches me, who does intimate things with me. I'm not trying to challenge you that you need no, to do more. No, no, I don't feel challenged. Yeah. I'm just explaining it. Like, why yeah. I don't have, yeah. like, I'm okay giving certain aspects mm-hmm. of sex in my scenes or pro-dom work or strap-on play. But when it comes to someone pleasuring me, mm-hmm. there's things that I definitely have huge walls about that need yes. to go to a certain <clears throat> level before I accept that. Right. I just am openly having this conversation. Like, are you <clears throat> still... I still think that you're engaged in in sex on some level. The right. fact that you're... Well, I'm a sex worker. Because you... I mean... but. Yes, but even before doing, um, even before uh, doing sex performances, like you would, you would top people, you would dom mm-hmm. people, you would, you would fuck people in the ass. Yep. Um, you do that on, on a fairly regular basis. Like you're actually fairly sexually active. Right. I would still say that you are, you know, um, you know, doing sexual things. I know. It, anyways, it's just it's just an interesting conversation with <laughs> my I was thinking. Yeah, I know. Um, I have something to give you. Actually, Ooh, I okay. was hanging out with one of my so girlfriends. And oh, this is your one of your friends. And she listens okay. to the podcast. She and came I do over know her. and brought me a housewarming gift. But this is for you from Aww. her. I'm not going to say her name because she's discreet with her lifestyle due to work. I know, but I know who she is. So I'm thank sure she you. listens. Okay, let me see. So I'm she giving it to Ovin, dear. Okay, let me see, let me see, let me see. Ooh. Look at it. Isn't that cool? I love it. Oh, my God. She made it. Oh, my God. Tell them what it is. Okay, so, oh, my God. This is so amazing. So, it's actually a magnet. Uh, like, I would, I would, oh, I'm not going to put this by the computer and the microphone. <laughs> it's a magnet. <laughs> um, but this is a, uh, I would assume a fridge magnet or whatever. Yeah. And it says on the back, Mr. Pig, and it's a pig. 
It's a block. <laughs> it's a it's a head of a pig. It's a it's a square with the cute little ears. It's black. Black, like myself, uh, with the blue eyes. I know. She put the Aww. blue eyes. And the little snout. Oh, my Aww. God. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I'm going to have to reach out to her and thank her, but yeah. I know she's listening. Thank, oh, my goodness. So sweet. And now let's not demagnetize the computer. <laughs> here, put it in this bag. I'm going to put it in here. I'll put it yeah. on the side. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So she made that. She made it. She's been painting up a storm. Shit. So she came over and brought my um, birthday housewarming gift. She, oh, my God. Her paintings have been amazing oh, lately. Well, we'll talk about her off air. And she goes, um, and this is for Oban. I was Aww. like, oh, that's amazing. It's really cool looking. Oh, that is really sweet, yeah. actually. So, you know, something I was curious about. Yeah. Um, not trying to jump from that, but like you're talking about how much you were recording this weekend and yeah. you know, we get, <clears throat> we're getting a bit of BTS behind the scenes and what's going on. Yeah. And this was something that you said to me, <clears throat> like you've mentioned to me on and off quite a bit, but you, um, you're getting tested, STI t- tested quite regularly, Correct. Well, I always have, regardless, between right. sexual partners since I was 16. I've always right. just, if I'm going to engage in this activity, I always mm-hmm. got tested. Like, after even my first partner when I was, like, 16, having mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. And I just, I always, no one educated me on this. I just felt that's, if I'm sexually active, I need to be responsible before every scene, you have to prove that you've been tested in a regular. What's now what's, with what is sex it? work um, with switch and sex kitchen, work? We're talking like performing. Performing. Yeah. Um, it is required that you get every two weeks, um, it, depending the consistency of how often you're filming, of right. course. But everyone has to have show uh, a clean blood record, work. blood work, and right. they have to present that paperwork, and it goes on your file. Well. Actually, I'm, I'm assuming it, it has to say you're clean, but it doesn't necessarily have to say you're clean. You, you just have to have the blood work, and then there has to be a conversation about what STIs may or may not be available, right? Exactly. Or, 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 or um, I don't know, not available, not available, but that, that may be uh, there or whatever, right? So, yes. <clears throat> so when someone, I mean, I wouldn't mind actually like kind of talking about testing and STIs a bit. I think it's a quite an important conversation. You and I have talked about this on and off um, throughout the podcast. We've kind of mentioned how we both feel very strongly about testing totally. um, and safe sex, especially um, <clears throat> myself being a polyamorous um, in my relationships. And then yourself, um, you've mentioned that um, that you have herpes and that also being uh, regular in the kink community and now in sex work and how much that you're being tested. Totally. So if we're talking about <clears throat> testing, if someone walks in and I can, I can speak to what BC has and like um, different options and I, I can't speak to around the world in different countries, but you can, you walk in and maybe you can speak <clears throat> to the States yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because I've lived in the yeah. US. But you can walk in and in um, the Okanagan, the health clinic is available uh, once a month, you can set an appointment and just go in there. You don't have to have a referral from your doctor. You, you can, can just go, go in. into the walk-in clinics yeah. I have here. Walk-in clinics, you can go in, but you totally. can also just go into the health clinic. <clears throat> once a month, you can phone them and set up an appointment and go in. Or right. you can go to your doctor and you can get a referral for uh, for uh, STI testing. Right. 
Yeah. When they test, typically, what do they test for? Well, the the typical is the trichmosis, chlamydia, and yeah. gonorrhea. Yeah. If you are wanting something more um, expansive, yeah. you have to ask because they generally don't do it for herpes, which is known as HSV1 and 2. Uh, oral and genital. Yeah, one H- is oral and two is genital, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, HPV, the human popolone virus, also known as genital warts, yeah. which is cancer causing, uh, syphilis, and I believe HIV and AIDS can be done just through a swab. Uh, yeah. through the cheek or they'll do yeah or they'll if there's anything then they'll do a blood test for hf sorry for hiv but they, they usually when you go in yeah. for an sti check they always just do the gonorrhea trichmosis yeah. and uh chlamydia so it's important yeah. that you ask to have the others done because they That's don't right. regularly do them yeah i think what a lot of people are really surprised about especially when it comes to herpes so hsv2 is the one that uh, a lot of people are worried about genital herpes and then it has a huge stigma too it does i mean i think we can talk about that in a bit but hsv1 totally. um uh, mouth oral herpes a lot of people have that totally right? i get, have it as a yeah. i've had it since a kid my mother had it so i got it as a like i got it being born from my mother right, right. So I would get it's common. cold sores is what well, you would get I think all lot. of them are pretty common when it comes to herpes because essentially, yeah. you know, you get that with chicken pox and shingles. And yes, that, they can trigger. That's right. It can trigger uh, shingles. For HSV2 has a yeah. stigma to it just because it's localized in the genital region. Well, let's talk about that because that's the one that we actually have to you have to. I think some people are confused. I know talking to people around here, um, if I talk about safe sex, um, actually, before we dive into that, I want to dive into the one thing that uh i don't know if it scares me but surprises me is how many people and i'm gonna say young and old and you know uh, middle-aged whatever you want to say so anyone from their 20s up to their 50s then you know generally that's the most sexually active people mm-hmm. i'm surprised how many people do not consistently practice safe sex and my my definition of safe sex is barriers barriers since i've moved to canada like you guys run around bareback like in the states i've never had a guy just try to like fuck me without a condom Mm -hmm. and here you guys run around bareback and i'm like are you a bunch of morons no offense canadian people but i just cannot believe how many people are so sexually irresponsible yeah so i tend to i notice what i tend a lot of people like what we um you know in our my polydynamic when i had a lot more partners and and I was still sexually active with my ex-wife at the time, and she had multiple partners. Our um, dynamic was we used uh, condoms on penetration. But when it came to, like, oral sex, we didn't. Now, <clears throat> there's a risk to that, obviously. Right. if you don't use a dam or anything If you like don't that. use a dam. But I think that's what a lot of people, they're like, okay, we'll use... We'll use condoms on penetration, uh, so whether it's anal or um, uh, vaginal. But when it comes to... A blowjob, or say, if you're eating out right. a girl, you wouldn't use a, right. a dam. And and I, I find myself fairly, um, I feel fairly good about that. Obviously, there's still a lot of 
uh, risks to it. And totally. I'm speaking to any health nurse or anyone they say it is. It's just there because is some less Because with herpes, it's yeah. contracted and HPV <clears throat> through right. skin to skin contact. That's right. Yeah. If there's if a. If it's activated. That's right. It's if there's a an open sore or if there's any even kind of, if it's that's activated right. and that's it's right. not visible because they can visible. be broken yeah. out internally and mm-hmm. it's activated. Herpes is um, it's essentially it hides in the spine. That's right. Right? And it's triggered by if your lysine or arginine levels are out of balance, stress, mm-hmm. poor immunity, and it activates. And some people don't get signs and symptoms when yep. it's activated. That's right. And so it can get passed on Especially, just through skin-to-skin contact. Um, even with um, like gonorrhea and those kind of things, males tend to not actually show a lot of symptoms. Correct. But they may they will still pass on gonorrhea totally. or uh, chlamydia or totally. anything like that. So lots of times if you're like looking be like, well, I'm looking at the dick and it doesn't look gross, well, that doesn't necessarily totally. mean anything. Looking at it you can't tell. These so that are surprises small me. Small things that are microbial that I've talked can pass to, through penetration of bodily fluids. If I was ever like when I tend to um, like be with a partner, I've talked about I love being with partners. Uh, I like doing one um, one night stands. Like this is something I enjoy doing, right? But on one night stand, I would use a barrier for oral sex. Totally. So like, and I, it, sometimes I found it surprised them. They'd be like, "Oh, you want me to give you a blowjob with a condom?" Yeah, I don't know you, and we haven't. Yes. So okay. But and, and when, that's why I'm like, I have a flavored to one or something. About when's their last testing? Like, at what point do you start saying, that's a "Hey, good question. I'm into you sexually." Um. When was your last <clears throat> test, or what are our boundaries? So like- yeah, so let me so let me talk about my headspace and I, as as a poly individual over the last four years, and I'm not saying whether it was good or bad, okay. Um, and I haven't had any STIs. I think for the most part, the reason is is that I was with one partner for 28 right. years, okay, right. my my sexual life, and I was married a virgin. If you if you want to not get STIs, guess what? Don't have sex. There you go. You won't get STIs. <laughs> um, but you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> but what I uh, did is, if it was a one night stand, I would be using barriers for sure, right? Totally. And I would be. We would probably limit our kissing somewhat because you you know you depends on what kind of um, uh, kissing and stuff like that. I pro- I would not. Um, I wouldn't eat ass, right? Like what? If, no, well, really? <clears throat> not well, but not if it because I didn't find there was a way to really like use a a, a decent barrier to kind of right. rim someone, right? Right. So, and then I would use yeah. If they gave me a blowjob, I would, um, I would wear a condom, and obviously when I penetrate them, I would use a condom. Now, when I would eat them out, because goddamn, you know I love eating pussy, um, I would take a condom. And I got lots of strange looks, but I would take a condom, I, I would cut it up the middle, and it kind of like a, a dam. Yeah, and you, totally. you put it over. It's a barrier. Yeah, you put it over the vagina. And if you use a lot of lube, um, and then you, you know, you put it on the vagina, you, you can do it. it. Again, no, it's not the same, but hey, it's fucking. It's still fucking. It's still great. Yeah, you're still <clears throat> And yes, with the condom, it's not great. Hey, you want to know one little trick, guys? If you're wearing a condom, you last longer. <laughs> you do now sometimes what happens with the condom is because maybe he gets you don't feel as much sensation some guys have a hard time keeping their erection when yeah. they wear condoms right so that was that was what if i was like a one-night stand i didn't talk about sexual uh, testing 
I would just like to say for the record, even though you wear condoms, you still can yes. contract. Yes. So that's how I got herpes was yep. I was with my second sexual partner. I was yep. 19. Yeah. Having sex. We did not have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, they were outbroken. They were not honest and told me they had herpes. Mm-hmm. The condom broke. Mm. Two weeks later, and I knew it was them because I've been tested yep. after or um, after my first partner. Yeah. Before them, I had herpes. And that's I- exactly it. Was one time. One time. That was it. The condom broke. Yeah. Exactly. And I was so worried that I was going to end up pregnant because I was switching birth control at the time. That was the worry more than the herpes. And I went to get the plan B. And then two weeks later, or as a week and a half later, I broke out with source. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I'll tell you a little bit about what I do with a partner that would be maybe a regular partner. When I would get with someone that I'm like... This is someone like I'm dating, like maybe I'd meet them on Tinder or Mm -hmm. it was someone that I was interested in a poly relationship. The conversation typically actually kind of came up even before we met because lots of times we'd be talking online or we'd meet um, and I would kind of say because they would, especially because they know we're poly, Mm -hmm. we'd be having conversations. I would just open up and say, hey, look, by the way, um, we practice safe sex. We use barriers on penetration. And the last time I was tested was X. Like, I would just say that. Right. And right. then they would typically say, oh, okay, that's great. I do this. And the last time I was tested was X. Right? And sometimes they would say, actually, I'm going to go get tested again. Okay, cool. What I do is, um, so I, I have two counterparts. When it comes to my BDSM lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, sex work, uh, anything in that area, it's discussed because of the vetting process. Sure, that, there's right. A, there's a part in there. It's a that formality talks about already. It. Totally. Yeah. When it comes to meeting someone off uh, dating sites or in person, mm-hmm. so all my friends know, I'm very open about it. We joke about it. Um, yeah. It's it's not an issue. No. However, if I'm meeting someone new and building that, and they have that attraction, I wait till they get to know me as a person. Yeah. Then I talk about it if I see it going somewhere intimately. Right. Right. If not, it's it's nothing that right. I really need to share. No. So if you want to speak to someone that knows how to um, how to be aware of um, having safe sex and being aware of the risks, talk to an escort. So totally. as, as someone who and I've said in the past, in my past, uh, especially when we first were open, uh, I've gone to escorts. Um, they are extremely. Uh, strict on how and things that they do and what they use. And you you will get a good idea on what is actually safe practice sex. Sex workers are judged. They're like, oh, they're slutty, they're dirty. And actually, I'd rather date a sex worker. They're more safe, Uh honest from the front and talking about STIs, protection, than some random person out in the dating world anyone that is de- like a stripper or a dancer you have uh anyone that is uh in you know sex performance work totally. or anyone that is would be called an escort or any other kind of work um i consider sugar daddies and sugar baby sex work but that's usually like a one-on-one thing right. so you know it's not usually they're doing a lot that's a different kind of relationship if you talk to them they're all very very much aware of their risks and how things are going and they know how to do things uh, in a safe way because remember especially the <clears throat> the adult industry 
they had to really uh, hit this head on when HIV came up through the 80s and especially the 90s. It was a big risk to their health, but at the end of the day, it was a risk to their bottom line. And they found a way to um, look after it, control it, and um, address it. And frankly, it was basically how we look at doing quarantining, right? You test regularly, you use things that can protect against it. If someone uh, tests positive for any type of thing, how do you treat it? Totally. Um, you, how do you, you know, i.e. quarantine yourself? That's so, you know, one thing that got yeah. me mad during COVID. Everyone's right. wearing masks and I'm like, half you assholes aren't even wearing condoms. I know. And then people <laughs> and are getting still... STI tested, but you're so COVID conscious. Well, and or then they are still dating anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to switch gears here a little yeah. bit. Um, I actually had someone write in on our podcast, Fet Life, yep. and they were a dominatrix, and uh, they listened to our podcast, and they wrote in that they haven't been feeling kinky because they just found out that they contracted herpes. Mm. And so it's really played a toll on their mental and emotional health, and they haven't been wanting to get into kink lately. I have a friend that, you know, uh, shared that with me at one point, and... Um, I actually would love to hear some of your conversation because you you've mentioned that you got it when you're 19, yeah, and now you've meant you know you've mentioned in the past you're in your late 30s now, yeah. so you've dealt with it for some time, almost 20 years probably. Yeah, and it is it's mentally damaging and emotionally damaging. So how was it? I had to go through therapy for a decade. So that yeah, like when you first got it, you just said to us, like when you first. Um, you first got it. You were just horrified. Totally. I, I wasn't a slut. It was my second se- second sexual partner. Yeah. But I've had men who have been um, emotionally abusive that would call me a whore and a slut because I had it. They would mm-hmm. get mad um, in our relationship and use it as a way to hurt me, to tear me down or something. Wow. When I was emotionally vulnerable and say, hey, this is something I have. And they're like, oh, I'm cool with it. And then in the middle of the relationship, Some if sort they of got heated mad, argument, right? totally, totally <laughs> just use it to stab. And you, you know, people are assholes. They, they're just not a good person, right? That's not someone mm-hmm. you want to share and hold space with in a right. partnership. But still. But still. You know that, unfortunately, people are, are I felt dealing with it. Um, it's hard to talk about, like, um, not so much in the sex work industry and the kink life. I find that helps tremendously because it's something that has to be talked about. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to dating in regular world, Mm -hmm. meeting people, it's, it's challenging and you, you fear the rejection and it does affect, like, I have to completely change my diet. I've had a total of four outbreaks my whole life. Mm -hmm. I haven't had one for eight seven years now seven eight years but it really comes down to i had to really cut down on my partying sugar by um, partying you meant what like excessive alcohol and stuff like that okay because that could that would be a trigger for you totally because it 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 depresses the immune system yeah um i focused on my amino acids and like lysine and stuff too totally lysine and arginine Mm -hmm. uh ratios and my diet my diet's very clean compared to most people Mm -hmm. and i have to be conscientious of my stress levels so meditation and yoga is Mm -hmm. imperative to my mental health. right so i won't compare it exactly to yours but i know as someone who's grown up with cold sores like I would get mouth cold sores and mm-hmm. nose cold sores, which it's a similar virus, right? Um, I would for me those triggers were stress, yeah. and um, 
And also, too, if I was getting some sort of cold or flu. Exactly. I would get it before, which is a stress immune. Compromised right. immune. And I would know those kind of things. In fact, I knew someone, as a side note, I knew someone that got the vaccination uh, for the coronavirus um, a couple of weeks ago, and their reaction to it was getting a cold sore. Oh, God. Right? Because they're... That would be horrible. The one but, thing with yeah. my thing is no one can see it when I'm outbroken. Right. You know, as I to, know. Well, Unfortun- fortunately yeah. or unfortunately, yeah. so many people get cold sores. It's not yeah. as much of a stigma. But I'll tell you, as a kid, getting cold sores and a teenager, you still got teased and stuff. It is. I could not even imagine that in a sexual way. It tears way. Your, your confidence down and stuff. Right. It's something, you know, like... Plus the pain with it. But it, it, you know, and it did build walls and barriers for me sexually. It really sexually repressed. It took therapy and, mm-hmm. and maybe there's still some of that left why I struggle with doing certain sexual acts with yeah. people. Definitely. I, I'm sure 100% it is. Totally. Yeah. So with strap on, I feel confident. I don't have to worry about anything with anyone. Right. I put condoms on my dicks, but when it comes to maybe interacting with me, it definitely has to be something. So if someone, so if you were talking to, um, if someone is listening right now, and they've contracted uh, HSV2 herpes, genital herpes. Um, what would you want to say to them? Like if they literally just found out like a week ago. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> uh, take control of your life as far as diet. Learn your body, what the triggers are for that to suppress it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the end of your sex life. Honestly, mm-hmm. it really isn't. I had a partner of seven years that ex- I've had lots of partners that were very accepting of um, my STI that I have to live with. Right. And it didn't, we still had normal sex, no barriers, became fluid bonded. They never contracted it. So, but I had to be conscientious and listen to my body. And they had to accept that risk. And totally, they right. did. And right. they, they, it was a lot of communications. If I felt weak and tired, okay, let's not mm-hmm. be intimate in those ways right. till right. I see what's going on, if it's an outbreak or not. So it is not the end of the world. And there are people that don't want to take that risk and mm-hmm. you have to be open and vulnerable to that rejection right mm-hmm. they may be like i'm sorry that's something that i don't want to be vulnerable with and, and, you, and so, you have to be okay with them saying totally that. you hopefully, have to accept that hopefully they're not the saying it in a mean way but yeah and then there are people who are just right. simply fucking assholes and, and you know what if they call you a whore or degrade you or they're not yeah. open-minded in a tactful way when you educate them on what you're living mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. and if they can accept that well that's just a shitty person do you really want a relationship you, with that person you should look anyways? at this as a great thing that you don't need to be with a shitty yeah person. like yeah. fuck that if you can't even have a conversation yeah. about this like are they going to be the person that's going to be there when a bigger problem well i'll tell comes? you right i'll tell you like some of the some of the nervousness now speaking as um a poly individual that was open with all of our partners and I never through my relationship uh, was with anyone else um, before we were open. I still was nervous with um, contracting something because I would then have to tell my other partners. Right. It's a responsibility. And so so we had a scenario, which I think I've mentioned before. It was a partner of a partner partner. So it was my wife's partner partner. Okay. That uh was exposed to uh gonorrhea we 
they, we all told each other. I ended up telling all of my partners. We all got tested. Good. Now, good. none of us got it. That's great. None of, none of us got but it. But it's good to make that but communication. It was, it was even when we were open and honest because we knew we had all had other, we all had at least two other partners. Um, the web became very huge, by the way, yeah. when you start thinking. And second of all, it was still very difficult to still talk about it because you still feel like, oh, like you feel, you feel embarrassed, even though it was an exposure of someone that way down the line that was not you. Now, what I want to speak about a little bit, which I don't think either of us have, I don't know if either of us have the um, uh, what's the experience about it, but when people step out on a relationship and I, I know lots of times it's about men totally. but I'm going to tell you I've gotten chlamydia there are so from many. a guy cheating on me and not okay. being honest so there we go totally people will get uh, you know will get something yep. and then maybe they don't tell their partner because it means they have to admit they were cheating exactly but that's not good to anyone you've just made the situation worse because that person could now be getting it or giving it to someone else and it can damage I it scarred my lining of my uterus where it might be complicated for an egg to stick to be fertile right because they didn't tell you so they didn't tell you that they got it or they didn't tell you that they had, well, they obviously didn't tell you that they cheated on you, right? Right. I don't think they knew they got it. Ah, okay. And when I was considering kids, I had to go in because of how bad it was. Mm-hmm. I had to have a dye inserted into my yeah. female parts to right. see if it's okay, which right. luckily it ended up being okay later yeah. down the line. But you knew, like, you ended up getting some sort of breakout or something. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I was like, something's not right. I'm having discharge and weird spotting yeah. and this severe abdominal pain. I was 20. All of my stuff uh, was in my younger yeah. years, right? Yeah. And now I'm just like, and nope, this, condoms. As a side point, I want to speak to our younger work, our younger listeners. I think there's a sense of um, invincibility when we're young. Totally. Again, totally. people I was really I've known, wild, though. Well, and we're also, well, I still am, but I'm more conscientious. Sure, of and the I think risks. there's a lot more, you know, lots of different sexual partners when you're younger. But again, like, you know, if that person, that person probably didn't show any symptoms. Maybe who knows? Who knows? Or they don't take care of their bodies. The same. Yeah, I know. I would say too. You know, we're talking about STIs and stuff, and people mm-hmm. think it's the end of the world when you contract something like herpes or HIV, something that's more permanent, unlike yes. chlamydia or gonorrhea or trichomonas, yeah. where you can treat or self. Yeah, syphilis. you take a pill, and a couple of weeks, it's gone. It's not the end of the world. There are still yeah. solutions and other activities that you can do sexually, well, especially with BDSM and mm-hmm. your personal kinky intimate life. Right. Like you and I have talked about our kink excitement. Um, you know, like um, my entire relationship with uh, my dominatrix, um, I think over our year relationship, it would be less than I could count on one hand the amount of times that I had penetration sex with her. Because you didn't deserve it. No, no because, but that wasn't what we enjoyed. <laughs> right, right. My it's not, entire, se- she enjoyed fucking me. Yep. And oh, I've talked on this podcast. She came from that. And, and then of course she would, uh, she would stimulate me and I would come from her fucking me. So right. we had an entire relationship where our dynamic wasn't PNV. Now she loved to ride my PNVs, face and stuff. 
Penis, penis and vagina penetration. Thank you. Now, she loved me to eat her out, and we talked about some of the things that she really loved to do. Right. But um, she'd be like, oh, well, um, today Mistress has a surprise for you. <laughs> but they, like, there's there's other ways. There's strap-on sex. Strap-on sex. You could use to please each other with mm-hmm. vibrators, dildos. Yeah. yeah. There's other ways that maybe you can finger their pussy and mm-hmm. penetrate them with fingers if you're hesitant on inserting your we're, penis. We're very big into... Um, we're very big into latex. Now, she wore latex gloves on me because I love the feeling of latex. Right. But, like, when she was penetrating my asshole and, like, milking me, she was yeah. using latex gloves. Totally. Which is, uh, it was a turn-on for me, but actually was super, yeah. uh, like, super careful for her. Right? Even yeah. if you're, you know, not kinky or your and you level can get you of... can get non-latex gloves, by the way, for people that are latex totally. allergy. Yeah. You can, t- there's just so many creative ways. You just really have to be creative how well, what you can did we, explore your sex. Well, what have you and I have been saying lately actually gets us off? We like to be mind fucked. I'm emotional. Yes. Yeah, and you are mind. Yes. Yeah. We love other things than just physically coming. Like we, we like other ways of getting off. And so through BDSM, BDS, whatever. <laughs> BDSM. Through kink. Uh, there are other ways that you can do it. Now, also, too, if um, you're listening and you're like, well, there aren't kink things or my partner is vanilla, there are still things that you can do. We are not the experts, so I definitely ask people, uh, speak to your uh, medical professional. Speak to, you're going to have, their, in every major center in, around the world, but I know in North America, you can go to sex clinics. They can give you ideas on things that you can do, on ways to be, uh, safe during sex. You know, there are people that have had AIDS and are alive for the last 30 years. BC said you can do glory holes and not get COVID. So maybe right? not trust the professionals. <laughs> maybe go on forums, but do your homework, fact check stuff. Yeah. And like, listen and talk. And then also, too, I think one of the ways is if you can reach out to someone. I know that if someone reached out to you, you would like to talk to them. But if there's people in your community, and I know if you're within. Uh, a kink community there may be people that are familiar with stis they can talk to you even if you go on i see it nowadays even on tinder even as horrible as tinder is i've seen people on tinder saying you know they say who they are a little blurb and they say hsv2 positive yeah and then educate yourself and then have a conversation with me so people are upfront about it yes some are some are and maybe maybe you find an HSV2 partner. And that's a person I would really judge on their character. Like, wow, they're they're upfront. They're transparent. That speaks very big that, about them. Huge, huge, huge. Right? So, and if you're a person that comes across someone who has this, just please put yourself in their shoes. It's a very vulnerable thing to discuss. It mm-hmm. is very emotionally complicated. Uh, there's a lot of feelings when someone contracts something yeah. that they go through in stages and Even it's if- really hard. So just please listen, mm-hmm. educate, ask questions and really hold space being compassionate yes. and open-minded okay hold some space maybe count to 10 before you say something very reactionary um listen and try and learn even if it meant that that person was cheating on you and it may be a very emotional thing um w- this is better f- this is good for your health for their health and for the health uh 
generally for the population if we're all open and honest about it. Um, and also, too, is like we don't need to stigmatize these people because, you know, I mean, you don't have statistics, but we know there are people that, um, you know, get these things and then, you know, they may either go down a horrible hole of, of self-hate or they end up harming themselves totally. or whatever the case is because of this. So we want to be very, very careful in how we address it. I actually had a girl who found out she had herpes uh, at 20 years old and was going to kill herself. Yeah. Yeah. And a friend reached out and asked if I would call a random mm-hmm. stranger in Virginia and talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. And I've opened up myself vulnerably to a complete stranger and she Saved a person's life yep. by being able to connect and have a conversation so they didn't feel alone. That's right. And so. and I'll tell you, anyone that's listens to this podcast, um, and I, I applaud you for being so open about this. Not only are you open to your friends, you've told me about this when I met you. Uh, you're open about it to the kink community. You're open about it to your partners. You're now open about it to the public. Um, whether you decided you want to do that, but that just obviously... It's very vulnerable, for yeah, sure. I, but babe, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can connect. I know a lot of people are yep. listening to this and like, wow, I've, I've been there, or I know someone, mm-hmm. or... You know, you guys, vet, safe, Mm -hmm. be sex positive, be comfortable Mm -hmm. in your bodies, communicate. It's the same thing that we try to push in all our episodes. We want everyone to explore themselves sexually, but safe yeah, and just open communication. Well, and I want to thank you for that, babe. I know that it's not always easy, right? And I'll tell you, anyone listening, they know you were one motherfucking sexy girl. (laughs) So, who loves pegging? Who loves <laughs> pegging? Um, that was, you know what? I think this was a really good conversation. I think it's important that we're open about it because we advertise, you know, not advertise, but we advocate sex and po- sex positivity totally. and whatever that means in your life. And we just want people to be safe and honest about it. And here's hoping that. You don't have to have those conversations. So please, can I go back to the very beginning? And the very beginning is practice safe sex, people. It's not uncool. It's not stupid. Yes, there are some cons to wearing barriers. I get it. But guess what? We just talked about some of the other complications. Cleaning your toys when you use them with multiple partners. Like there's a process that I have to do being a professional dominatrix and a lifestyle dominatrix. Like I have an autoclave with my sounding devices. You got to clean things up. I I use clavicide. I bathe things in clavicides. I have to boil cocks. Like Or wear condoms on a cock. Totally. And it's cool. Please practice safe cleaning things Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. your toys and objects especially if you're using them on other partners and the thing is is that um condoms can be fun just make part of it the fun you know you can get condoms that have different flavors and if we're speaking to people that feel embarrassed about walking into a store having to buy them you can you can get them at health clinics you can buy them online and have them shipped you can have them shipped to you i hope it's i find that it's not embarrassment like frankly you Nowadays, you can go into a lot of uh, pharmacies and they're just there in the aisle. And there's lots of little fun vibrators and toys you can have with them. I've had, uh, you know, I've had uh, sexual partners like afterwards, like look at the condom and be like, damn, boy. (laughs) And then like have some excitement over it. Get the Magnum XXXL. (laughs) We've had some, you know, you do some fun things with it. You can get different type of... uh, 
uh, you know, uh, f- uh, what's the textures and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, you know, and anyone that says to you, there are two things that people say. Uh, and my, this came up with my ex-wife when she first opened up, she would have men that would say, oh, I have a latex allergy. First of all, most likely bullshit. But second of all, even if they do, just buy the non-latex ones. That's the ones I buy all the time. So that can never come up as a um, excuse. excuse. And latex allergy is an issue. Like some people do get that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then also someone will say, oh, they're too small for me. Okay. You can fit a condom over your fucking head. I so they're full of shit. I can fit a regular condom over my Nancy cock. Exactly. And if most of you know what my Nancy cock looks like, it's the size of size of a fucking arm. Exactly. So, so. if I can stick a regular condom over that fucking mm-hmm. big thing, not yeah. all the way up, but girth and everything. Totally. Like, come on, people. Damn, let me meet this motherfucker because right. he's not putting a condom on, right? No. And the <laughs> second thing is, is yes, there are sometimes complications that come up with condoms, okay? Make sure you've got more than one. You might you want to break it. If it breaks, stop immediately and put on another one, okay? Number two. Um, sometimes it is an issue where a condom, um, where maybe the man will have a hard time staying hard. If that's the case, then as you're the partner, whether it's a male or female partner, then be, um, be open and, um, like, don't be so judgmental about it. Okay. Then say, Hey, um, no problem. Let's just, let's, let's take a pause and try at it again. Right. Because maybe they're embarrassed that they can't stay hard with a condom. Okay. If whatever it is, both people need to be working on it because it comes down to everyone's insecurity. Sex makes people so insecure on things, you know, sex is vulnerable. Sex is vulnerable. Condoms don't always protect. (laughs) And as we said, condoms don't always protect they can break or also you can limit the risk they limit and you can get skin to skin outside of the potential that is where the condom is touching right and there are female condoms that protect better but they're very rare and very expensive to find unfortunately um and also not the the funnest or or sexiest so um yeah uh yeah. Have fun. So people. have fun with Be your safe. creative sex solutions. <laughs> totally. And just have like yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> I know. So um what do we got coming up in the next little while? We're gonna be in our new studio in our yes, next episode. And we're gonna have um uh, a guest coming on next week in the Vancouver community that um has made latex outfits mm, for Damazonia right. and Samantha oh, Fox. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I'm really yeah. we actually have a few guests that we've uh, we've tried to connect with the last few weeks that we've we've been missing on. So we're gonna. It's my fault, guys. I'm in transition. It's okay. We're gonna reconnect with everyone. We got some really exciting guests coming up, and you know what? For anniversary episode, whenever whichever number that's gonna come up, we gotta think of something fun. That's this. Oh, the May, May. Yeah, sure. it's gonna be in May, right? Because yeah. 52 episodes yeah. would have been. Yeah. Would have been anniversary, yeah, but we'll we're think gonna. Of it. Yeah, we're gonna think, I think of it's it. May 5th. Yeah, May 3rd or something like that. That was. Can you imagine? Like you're just sitting in your We're room. We're so old. We were sitting in the room on your phone, uh, and we just recorded that one. Ep- we did a couple episodes at once, right? And uh, yeah, two. we did two. It was and fun. Yeah, yeah, look what we're doing. Like, this is fun. Hey guys, if you want to check out my hot pegging porn, please check out my OnlyFans. Uh, it's Daddy Red X. Also on my Twitter. I know we post some of it on the True North Dom podcast on FetLife and our Twitter. So check it out. Some hot content from our sponsors, Switch Kitchen. 
please support me. If you watch it, you'll see what I look like when I'm really fucking asses and how much I'm smiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were just saying to me, my face is out there. Oh, yeah. Your face is out there and yeah. everything you're doing. Yep. So. We'll probably look into live shows now that yes. I'm coming out there. So. <laughs> and, of course, everyone can follow all of our stuff at truenorthdom.com. Yes, I am still getting on to OnlyFans. I'm just waiting for that to happen. We have so much exciting stuff coming out. And of course, as we always mention at the top of every episode, you can support us with Patreon. Uh, and you can listen to that at the beginning. So uh, Check out our merch. Yeah. And if you really enjoy our podcast rate and us. gain something, yeah, totally rate us. That helps or recommend us, us. Uh, expand our listeners and uh, mm-hmm. promotes us. And let us talk to other podcasts so spread us like herpes oh my god that was dark <laughs> oh my god that all was right dark. take us out boo <laughs> hey guys keep it kinky keep it freaky bye, bye. <laughs>